Hi. Hi. Listen, I've been thinking. Maybe we can call a truce. Yeah, I'm not at war. Excuse me. <laughs> can we please finish the dance? Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one sneaky minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. I'm sneaking and... back in. <laughs> Welcome back, Mel. Thanks. Coming out of your cage and you're doing just fine. Yep. Just great. <laughs> just great today. Want to dance today, Robin? Uh, Let's dance. Hmm. I'm right behind yeah, yeah. you. As long as you don't get all indignant when I decide to end it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll... Uh... Can we finish the dance, please? <laughs> you can slap me if you want. <laughs> Not till Friday. Uh, okay, okay. This is Minute 86 of The Karate Kid. It begins with Disapproving da- Daddy and ends with Trespassing Danny. Mm. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> That's some nice information. So, <laughs> So we left off with Allie trying to leave the country club and her dad <laughs> wondering, country club. <laughs> Sorry. wondering if she's in a rush because of a date. And Allie responds with a hearty, um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so uh, dad starts to get irritated and, you know, it's because really the guy that she should be with is already here. This whole minute is so awkward. (laughs) So awkward for me. Uh, And so dad says, with whom? And and Allie says, it's a friend. And Mr. Mills says, not that boy from Reseda. And Mm -hmm. Allie says, yeah, he's from Reseda. He's a nice guy. It's no big deal. But he's a dirty Italian. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even have blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I start thinking about this, about why Allie is reacting the way she is. And uh, I, Mr. Mills didn't have the greatest impression of Daniel uh, when he and his mother <laughs> came by in a hunk of junk to give Allie a ride. Um, and now he is uh, now he's seeing the setup isn't he that he planned isn't going as expected. And but like I don't I don't hold it against Allie that she says it's a friend because I don't think she wants to even get into it with her father because no, she just wants to get in there. Yeah. Parents out there, parents out there, listen to me. Never, ever set up your children on dates ever. It's not a good idea. Robin, I'm talking to you too. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't plan on setting my kids up. Anymore. I plan on locking them up. Well, no, that's not good either. But oh no, no, no! You said good. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead with it. Hey, I'm not no. lending you my handcuffs. <laughs> not lending. I get my own handcuffs. Jeez. Jacket. Those are mine. He just needs a lock on the front door. That's all he needs. That is a question I know that I had for this minute. Like, have your parents ever tried setting you up with anyone, or even with each other? Oh, no. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Thank yeah, my, goodness. You? my parents never, never expressed any interest in my, in my love. Like, uh, it, yeah, that's the other question. Like, have they even expressed interest in your dating, like, and given you advice? Not really. Nope. <laughs> nope. Like, pressured you one way or another. 
They never like told you like your girlfriends are wrong for you. <laughs> no. You need to. <laughs> That's the kind of thing they would say rethink. behind my back, not to my face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's right for Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the right thing for a parent to do. Keep it to yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Complain you to your really friend. think your child is in danger or about to get hurt, maybe intervene and say, hey, I just, this has been bugging me. But Yeah, exactly. But even so, like, your kid's not going to want to hear it. That's going to be like, that's a rough road right there when the significant other is not the best for your kid. If you say something or get involved, they're going to be like, what are you talking about, mom? Like, stop meddling in my affairs. Where, where, where? You know, so it's it's hard. Even and for yeah. even for friends to meddle in someone else's relationship. It's so it, like when you see that there's something wrong and you're like, I'm concerned about this. Mind your own business. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's kind of. A yeah. Tough. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, if you're a parent, you're you try this stuff, your kid might just go completely in a different direction and really <laughs> make you concerned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> make yeah. it worse than you thought it was going to be. Let them make minor mistakes. <laughs> Hopefully minor. And, you know, live and learn. I also don't get the idea of setting setting I like I've heard of like friends that are adults that are like, oh, our kids are going to get married someday. And I don't know. I have it, maybe it's because I have three girls and, yeah. you know, my job is to protect them and, <laughs> right. and support them. Um, so I can never like go, oh, yeah, I can totally I, I totally want your your son to uh, be romantic with my daughter. That that that. Be, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be more like I don't ever want my kid to be romantic with anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're more like you're probably more feeling protective, I, and I you don't it, want them to get hurt. Right? I know yeah. you're not there yet, but it always it's always been a, a thing in my mind where I'm like, when does that switch happen for like a parent of a daughter? Well, you are there, Robin. Your oldest daughter's married, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that kind of snuck so up. So you on. haven't you haven't made the switch from don't don't even talk to my daughter to. I need grandkids. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want grandkids. Uh, you already uh, have the grandkids kids come after I'm gone. <laughs> but it's it's weird, yeah. Like people who have daughters, they're like, stay away from my daughter, and then all of a sudden, it's please be intimate with my daughter so I can have grandkids. It's really <laughs> yeah. strange. I'm like, how does that change happen? <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah, I just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, back to the minute. Uh, <laughs> what was I? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking like uh, maybe. Do you think maybe Mr. Mills would take Allie or take the whole Allie and Daniel thing more seriously if Allie was really like, listen, I. Um, this is somebody I really like, you know, and I really want you to she respect him. Forceful about it. Yeah, or something. Like, take it seriously. Especially I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they listen to her at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think they only care about appearances. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The the broken brick of it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think they Daniel's just they, a broken they're, brick. They're like, oh yeah. well, our friends say if she's dating someone mm. that's from Reseda, yeah. you know, like Ugh, Reseda. <laughs> yeah, like it's it they're those types of people that are just like all about appearances. If you, if our daughter, oh, our daughter's fallen out, like she's on the wrong path, you know, <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to get her to go out with this nice boy, Johnny, but 
she keeps, you know, <laughs> being stubborn and going out with this boy. The for real Priscilla. reason they shouldn't want want uh, Daniel dating their daughter is because he's twenty two. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He doesn't look it though. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I also was thinking, like, maybe if Mr. Mills did take this more seriously and really understood how Allie felt about Daniel, that it maybe uh, Daniel wouldn't exactly get his blessing. It would be more like his daughter would be locked up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, now we're kind of on to round two, what I called it. My notes, like, Mr. Mills disapproving, is not doing any good. So now Mrs. Mills is going to physically put Johnny and Allie together. <laughs> and she does the classic, you've monopolized the best looking man here long enough. Really I'm so happy in our sham of a marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, don't you want one just like it? If I, if I flatter him enough, maybe he won't yell at me anymore. <laughs> oh God. Oh. I think they deserve each other. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do think she's like he is. He seems to be very hunkered into it, and she seems to be uh, very concerned about appearances and Mm -hmm. making sure to keep things um, keep things in Cino Mills. (laughs) Yes, in Cino Mills. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Johnny is in total uh, good boy mode here. Like he's got the tie. He's, it looks like a wool jacket that he's wearing, which is yeah. kind of hot. <laughs> this angle does not do him any favors in the hair department, though. I know. Doesn't it look like he's got like an early Bieber? <laughs> it looks it like, does. yeah, he's got just like a sheet of floopy hair. It's a like sheet. a, it's like a, it looks like a napkin on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looks so young. He's got like, a lot of hair. looks like a little boy yeah. in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Johnny says, I've been thinking maybe we can call a truce. And Allie responds, yeah, I'm not at war. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, she never asked to fight with him. He right. started it. Like, Johnny seems to think that their breakup is just a little battle in this long relationship war, you know? Yeah. And well, Allie... Yeah, she doesn't like, consider it to be over. She's yeah. like, I don't recognize you as a country, even. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, uh, yeah, this is, I wrote this in my notes. If love is a battlefield, Allie is nowhere near it. <laughs> and you should just understand that. Yeah. So, uh, Allie tries to slip away, but then Johnny tries using social conventions to keep her dancing. Like, oh, don't embarrass me. You know? And she's like, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> um, even dancing, he's like trying to be controlling of her life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so we cut to outside the country club and this is indeed the outside of the Hyatt. It's not like a different location or a set or anything like that. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And uh, we find our hero. A delivery boy appears. (laughs) That's what he looks like. He looks like a pizza delivery guy. He does. (laughs) He looks like the pizza delivery guy from Home Alone. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he does. Yeah, it's just yep. the the all white look and the red jacket. A red jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will remind you both. Uh, we did talk about the Last Dragon years ago, mm-hmm. and Bruce Leroy shows up to pick up Laura Charles at the end of the movie wearing all white. So, <laughs> just saying. Go. There you go. 
Um, listening to the commentary, Ralph Macchio has a, a big laugh at this outfit, and he <laughs> says, "He says I look like the ice cream man." Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Pat Morita says it looks like he's parking cars. Uh, and then John, but. Uh, Director John Avildsen explains that the reason they dressed their he- our hero like this is because they wanted an outfit that really showed off the spaghetti sauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat Morita was in the commentary. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, they recorded it uh, before what? his death. Yeah. I never, I never even listened to the commentary. I should. Uh, he's so funny too, you know. Yeah, I, I know. bet. He's just he's funny and loving, and I don't know. He's just, just warm. That's great. There's more personality on, on there, yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we have Daniel breaking and entering into uh, uh, Encino Hills <laughs> Country Club, um, we should step back and visit two deleted moments uh, in earlier versions of the script and the novelization that comment on this outfit. <laughs> two more. Oh. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first one, uh, this is the first uh, – couple of deleted things here is all about Daniel getting ready for the date. So in that earlier version of the script, uh, it's dusk. So it's not like nine o'clock, you know, it's maybe like, you know, I don't know, like a few hours earlier, because this is November, December, sun sets a little earlier. Um, so Daniel is trying on like a dozen different outfits and nothing looks right. And the current one he has on uh, is white shirt, white pants, white sneakers. And he looks in the mirror and is about to undress for the umpteenth time when his mother pokes his head in. And Lucille says, I'm late. If you want to drive, move it. And so this this actually is in the rehearsal video as well. Um, and Daniel says, what do you think of my outfit? And Lucille says, you look great, just like a young James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so things always hunky-dory with mom. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Daniel... The next, the next thing is Daniel drives his mother to a restaurant called the Lobster Pot with the, his bike on the top of the car. And <laughs> so it's implied that she's working a second job. Huh. And she runs, she then runs inside and Daniel says, I'll park the car in the back. And he parks the car, but then we see him pull the car key off the keychain and pocket it. So... He's does he his mother is not giving him a ride for this date. He is stealing the car. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Just like the pizza truck. <laughs> Mel, you oh. didn't hear about this. But Lucille had a laugh when Daniel recounted how he stole a pizza truck back in Newark. Like there wasn't even punishment or anything. <laughs> it's just something Daniel did. And I guess he's just doing it again. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, okay. uh, sorry, that just reminds me. I was talking to Matt's sister today, uh, and uh, she was talking about when her uh, her daughter, our niece, she's uh, fourteen, and uh, she was getting bullied uh, at school, and <laughs> and um, mm. Matt's sister was like, you know, if if this doesn't stop, just just take care of it yourself, you know, just whatever, just hit her, and uh, she did, and she got suspended for it for two days. <laughs> But then she's like, <laughs> Matt's sister was like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I told her, I said, you might get in trouble at school, but you won't get in trouble with me. She's like, those two days she was suspended, I took her out for lunch both days. <laughs> 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 I thought that was 
amazing. Anyways, that's probably what Lucille is like, too. She's like, I took a day yeah. out to lunch both days. <laughs> Just hit him. <laughs> uh, so the junior novelization version of this whole thing is uh, uh, Lucille says, not bad to Daniel's white outfit, and then says she's too tired to show for him. And Allie, so he she hands him the keys, and Allie, uh, Daniel's super excited. So there are no stealing cars in the junior novelization, and nope. Lucille doesn't have a second job. She just stays home. <laughs> they cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also deleted is a uh, brief scene where Daniel's waiting for Allie outside, and this is even funnier to me. Um, so according to the script, it says Daniel Parks the stolen car in the shadows and walks over to the front of the club. He realizes that his outfit that he's wearing looks just like the club valets. He stands outside waiting. A Mercedes pulls up. The driver steps out and hands the keys and a dollar to Daniel before walking in. Daniel is standing there stunned. And then he just goes ahead and parks the guy's car. Oh my God. You might as well. (laughs) You might as well. That's so funny. I honestly wish they left that end. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, in the junior novelization, the same thing happens, but we get Daniel's inner monologue where he just kind of basically shrugs it off, thinking, hey, this is the only time I'm going to get to drive a Mercedes. And so yeah. he parks it, and then he waits a bit longer for Allie and then ends up parking a Rolls Royce, too. And it nice. says in the book, very carefully. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, so in the movie itself... Daniel then stands outside for a moment, gets impatient, and then walks inside. And he walks past an awning, and we see that this is Encino Hills Country Club. And uh, we cut to the kitchen where Daniel peeks in the door and then kind of walks rigidly through the kitchen Mm. while people, like, just, I can hear his thoughts going, no one can see me. No one can see me. I mean, he (laughs) he looks like he belongs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in the junior novelization, it says, because of his white camouflage, no one questioned his presence in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I think that's all the jokes I have this week for his outfit. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, I think I've monopolized the best-looking co-host here uh, long enough. So thank you, guys, for joining me. And Mel, who are you thank talking you. About? Yeah, who are you talking about? Oh, I, I didn't no want to be specific. I've never heard of this beautiful co-host. <laughs> I didn't want to be specific. I just wanted to flatter the both of you. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> well, it I can tell. Matt's head is inflating. Flatter you <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Please send us feedback to karatekidminute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or join the Miyagi Do Karate Dojo Facebook group and search for Karate Kid Minute. And of course, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Would love it. Uh, and you know, let all your friends and family know. Um, and make sure if there's a bully at school, you just go in and punch them, because you know you probably get the day off. Yeah, you'll get free lunch. <laughs> and until next time, trust quality of what you know, not quantity. Mm-hmm.